Matt Wright, and Spike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for... Shit. <laughs> this is why we don't do live anymore. Uh, Spike, yep, yep for... <laughs> For Spike Cohen. For Spike 3,000 years of longing Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and wow. together we are, the traver- we are traversing the muddy waters of freedom. Woo! <laughs> hey, folks. We're all going to remember how to do this together. Uh, yeah, we're. this is the first time in quite a while that either one of us have done this, and uh, it's going just as well as we expected. Uh, we just want to remind you why we switched to a non-live format, but first and foremost, no matter which platform you are watching this on, whether you're uh, watching this on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, wherever, and especially if you are an audio listener, uh, to all of you, we say, Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. Bula Vanaka. And of course, be sure to like, follow, subscribe, hit the bell. If this is on YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the bell. Share this right now. We are live. Interact with us. We are live for your interaction. And share the gift of Money Waters today. Kids love it. You know what they also love? They love exclusive content. That's what the kids are telling me. They love the exclusive content. They do love the exclusive content. We offer exclusive content uh, every weekend. We have a Muddied Waters subscriber-only episode, which we will be doing this weekend as well. Uh, and if you go to anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe for only $10 a month, you get ex- exclusive access to that. You also get an ad-free listening and viewing experience on all podcasts, all of them. And then you also get an exclusive 10% discount at the Muddy Waters Media store at muddywatersmedia.com, as well as participating... Uh, we're gonna look for merchants. See, this is why we don't do it live anymore. Uh, participating merchants, and again, that exclusive content that only the subscribers get. Right. It's Sweet. ten bucks a month. Anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. That's right. You can get that sweet, sweet content at anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. D Dockery uh, asks, Do you guys do the anchor calling anymore? Yeah, we do, but like literally, we've had D, you have made up like 90 percent of the calls and i think it's two that you have made up the 90 percent of all right yeah like we we really haven't gotten that many calls in recently we were gonna and put that into the new format as well but we just haven't really been getting them so if uh yeah, if we got wanted, calls we'd be happy to put them yeah, in put them in we would not have an issue with that um so thank you all for being here for our first live episode and what feels like mm, a long time yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it does welcome to the first live episode we've had in about seven or eight years right which is incredible (laughs) because we've only been around for six years um so and of course that means since we're live that means that it's now time for the mud water mushroom coffee replacement cacao rapid fire segment which is brought to you by mud water i know what you're thinking where the hell have you two been well here we are uh, and but you're also thinking, Spike, Matt, I am sick of coffee. I don't like its deliciousness. I don't like how it wakes me up in the morning. I need something that wakes me up slightly less and tastes 
like a combination of masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else because I need something that's healthier for me. That doesn't get me quite as shaky, just a little shaky, uh, and doesn't lead to terrible uh, health conditions later on in life. I want something that is neuroprotective with the power of mushrooms. Well, great news. If you go to muddywatersofreedom.com slash mud, you can get mud water, which has all of those things you just said to us for some reason. And how does it taste? <laughs> buy, some, buy some honey. Buy some, buy some sweet, maybe even some coffee. You can just have a little bit of coffee. <laughs> half and half. Half coffee. Half mud water. Uh, go to mud water. Uh, go to muddywatersfreedom.com slash mud. You will get your starter pack today. Now, you know who probably could use some mud water? Vladimir Zelensky. Or, or Vladimir Putin. Or Vla- Actually, yeah, you know what? He probably, <laughs> he probably could. could use I, just want, yeah. I just want to say, because we don't ever get a chance to do the live thing anymore, we got an espresso machine. For our wedding, which is 38 days away, um, somebody sent us an espresso machine, and uh, I am—I I have not needed like the energy drinks in weeks. I am just caffeinated. <laughs> You're just filled with caffeine, yeah. I'm just filled with caffeine all the time, and it's fantastic. And espresso yeah. is like that. Keurig. Throw that away. Throw the Keurig away. Chuck that thing and go oh. Nespresso. It's fantastic. It's kind, of, it's kind of the, it's like the opposite of mud water, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact, it, well, it's not completely opposite because mud water has one seventh of the caffeine and Nespresso has 100% of the caffeine. Yes. Well, 100% of the caffeine in a cup of Nespresso which is higher than the cup. Wait, is it higher than the amount that's in coffee, or is it just that it's in a much smaller dose? It's, just, a, it's just concentrated. Yeah, so then you drink seven of them. You still, <laughs> you got to get hydrated. Yeah, so. and you, you know, when you add milk to it, you're like making your bones strong. So, you know, the calcium helps. Yes, it's filled with vitamin <laughs> D from the milk. It's good for you. It's a health food, it, really. It's truly, it. it's like, it's a protein shake and a health food. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so... Ukraine is pushing back against uh, Russia. And like a lot of people in the world seem to be surprised by this. Um, Not anybody that realizes that they've gotten more than 35 billion in foreign aid from other countries to help them fight this war. Weapons. Yeah planes whatever they need to fight this war it's really not that surprising but uh yeah the they are pushing absolutely back as hard as they can and i remember on there's been a number of things that we have said on this show uh one of us more than others um where one of us didn't think putin was going to go into russia and we one of us was wrong yeah i did not think that we yep, both figured, <laughs> and both of us did think that this thing was going to be over relatively quickly, and Ukraine was just going to be kind of flattened. Um, that so that I didn't necessarily think. I wasn't sure of that, but I did I thought, think that there would be a tremendous amount of civilian casualties, yes, and that has happened. Right, and I thought I thought that we both were kind of on the like this is going to be over. Relatively quickly, with Ukraine ending up giving back some of the 
giving back some of the provinces that Russia was trying to get. And like, so that way it would just be wash your hands of it and we're done. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever, I ever said a, I may have, but I don't think I ever said a, like a timeline. I do still think it's possible that this could end in a stalemate where Russia pulls back to the so-called Donbass region where right. they, they retain their, their occupation of Donbass and Crimea. Um, right. All of the the gains we're seeing the the Ukrainians so far anyway have been the regions outside of outside it where they actually went regions. into the like interior proper of of Ukraine outside of Donbass and and that so I could foresee a situation where there becomes this sort of uneasy truce slash you know new new lines being drawn in Donbass and uh, and and obviously already in Crimea from 2014 uh, but and and that also there'd be tremendous amount of of uh, Ukrainian uh, civilians. What I did not anticipate, and I'm not sure anyone could have, <laughs> Vladimir Putin certainly didn't, was just how poorly uh, equipped his milit- his uh, ground troops and his military were to engage in this kind of what they hoped to be blitz warfare. It turned out they weren't ready for any of that at all. No, absolutely not. Now, one of the things that a lot of people are saying that they are uh, fearful of is that they're fearful that uh, Putin knowing that his back is up against the wall and should it come that he uh should it come out that he uh ended up losing this war losing this war means that he will be out he will be ousted um a lot of people have started floating the idea that uh there's the potential that he could use nukes in the near future in order to regain control which i mean i don't think that that would just be taking control that's not regaining it um and he would uh you know just launch the nukes turn this thing nuclear and completely change the face of the war what do you, what do you, what do you think the odds are of that it's not zero which is frightening um i think that the odds are i don't think they're high um i'd sooner think that putin is going to try to do something where he retains donbass and and Crimea and claims that that's the victory that you know that he wanted and that he he had in the meantime he denazified uh, Ukraine um, but I don't or at least work to denazify Ukraine I I'm not sure that he would use nukes but the thing is it's kind of scary we have to rely in order for him to not use nukes we kind of have to rely on him being a liar and a corrupt con man because if he actually believes. Uh, that he is the savior against the neoliberal, uh, you know, NATO New World Order, uh, then he could end up doing something like that. You know, it's like the old quote about I'd rather work with someone who's corrupt and lying than someone who's a true believer. If he's a true believer, if he really is a true believer, I could see him doing that um, if if his back's against the wall. I'm hoping that he's not. I'm hoping that this that it was a, a bluff to try to you know justify an invasion. In which case, then you could end up in a situation where he's not uh, that you know he he declares victory from behind um, by you know just retaining Donbass and, and Crimea. I hope. Um, and uh, but if that doesn't work, then I, I mean, all, who knows? All bets are off on this one. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. But so I have reason to believe that even if he were to say it. I don't think that Russia would do it. Okay. Um, now, apparently, obviously, Russia, the bastion of freedom that it is, uh, should 
should you uh, speak ill of the president, the leader, the sultan, uh, you know, things don't go well for you there. Uh, there was that band. Barely. <laughs> Uh, there was that band Pussy Riot that uh, was imprisoned um, next to Brittany Griner. And like, there's been so many. The journalist is now like a spy. Or he may have just been a guy that was there and he, they're accusing him of being a spy and he's being held. But like, yeah, if you yeah, say, yeah. if you say something bad about the president, you know, you're getting thrown, you're getting thrown away. Uh, and that goes for Russian citizens as well as uh, foreign nationals that are there. So recently, some people had spoken out against Putin and they got called in. Uh, they got called in by the Russian police and they got their stern talking to and left with fines. Which makes me think that even the Russians are kind of like, yeah, let's hold off on, you know, throwing them in the prisons at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very possible. The one thing that scares me is that the most, or that concerns me at least, is that the most, um, uh, I guess, virulent or the most active critics of Russia right now are the Rush, Russian nationalists who are saying he hasn't done this strongly enough. And my concern is if he says, well, you know what? They're right. I'm not doing, I should, I've been trying to play nice guy here. Yeah. I think sooner that would lead to, you know, massive bombing campaigns and things like that, even more so than they've been doing. But the thing is, you know, Ukraine's been getting all these billions in aid and weapon systems and everything else. It may have reached a point where the only thing he can do to try to really knock him out is to use nukes. I, I will say this historically, much scarier people than Vladimir Putin have had access to nukes and did not use them. So True. I do wonder if there's this sort of, you know, hyper survival mechanism that kicks in when the chance to actually press the button, make it happen, you know, doesn't, you know, you, you, you step back and go, I'm not going to do this. Or someone in your chain of command who you order to do it doesn't do it. That happened a few times during the Cold War, Cuban Missile Crisis, a few other times. I don't know. It's a tough one, man. I that it's a it is a a frightening that, prospect. It, it, it is. It, it's a terrifying prospect. But the mutually assured destruction that we that everybody has always talked about. We talked about it on this show since before you were the co-host. Um, yeah. Uh, we always talked about the mutually assured destruction and how yeah there are crazy people out there. You know, uh, at the time it was Kim Jong. I think it was still the one that's there now ill it might have still been ill right it may have been ill i i, I don't remember anymore because we've been we've been doing this show so long i don't remember who was in charge of north korea um but uh whichever kim jong it was uh was threatening nuclear was threatening nuclear attacks and we said nothing's going to happen because China is the big brother. They're looking after North Korea. And if North Korea did that, China, I think, would back off and be like, nope, sorry. Like, we're not yeah. taking your back on this anymore. Um, that could absolutely have changed now. But uh, at the time, it wouldn't have made any sense for China to back them. So we knew that North Korea, we called it, and we were right, um, that North Korea wasn't going to use nukes. In this situation, it's a weird situation because. 
Putin has his back up against a wall in a way that he has never had it against a wall. He's being embarrassed on a global scale. And if he's actually having uh, dissension in the ranks below him, he has it now where he's got to say, I have to do a show of force. And the only real question is if he decides to push that button, if he's like, screw it, I'm going to be out of here one way or the other. And I don't care about anybody else. I'm going to push the button or tell them to push the button. Will the generals do it or will they say, no, let's wait for the next guy? That's the only thing I think that's holding it up. That's the that's the problem, right? So um, I'm trying to look at, by the way, it would have been Kim Jong-un because Kim Jong-il died in 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it was, yeah, well, it was well before this show started. Yes. I'm trying to, uh, third, I'm trying to find the guy that came up with the strategy. His daughter just died. Uh, hold on daughter. Sorry, there we go. Like the uplifting yeah, intro Alexander you gave Dugan. this guy. What's that? The uplifting intro you gave Alexander Dugan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alexander Dugan came up with a, and it's called third position politics or something like that. Third way politics. Basically, Alexander Dugan, who is a Russian nationalist, uh, put forward a theory um, that the, and, and some of it is correct, um, but that the, you know, the, the, uh, the neoliberal Western world order has caused chaos and destruction and has, you know, led to massive inequities between the global North and the global South, or what we call the third world. And that, you know, you have a central banking system and military industrial complex that runs the world. And I mean, he's not wrong, but his belief is that the answer to that is for the, uh, the Eastern world, uh, Russia and China led by Vladimir Putin, of course, um, is the antidote to it to basically create a you know hyper nationalist super state that would supplant the liberal world order? Well, no, that's would be worse. And so, but that's his belief. And Vladimir Putin believes it very strongly. Uh, Alexander Dugan's uh, daughter was recently killed in an assassination that everyone believes was meant for him. Um, no one really knows. I don't, I'm not sure anyone took credit for that. You can let us know in the comments if anyone took credit for that. But the point of that is, if he really does believe that and isn't just saying it, yeah, he could end up doing, uh, end up using some pretty bad stuff because he, you know, believes himself to be the savior of mankind. Uh, and it's those kind of people that are scary. And like you said, it really comes down to, um, it really comes down to whether or not he's willing to push a button and then whether or not uh, the people he orders when he pushes the button to do the thing actually do the thing. Uh, hopefully there's not a direct line to that button. Now, thankfully, uh, we won't have to worry about this very soon because some of the strongest people in the United States government, one of the, the, the strong, I call him the strong man, the strong man. <laughs> of Washington, D.C. is hard at work right now to stop Vladimir Putin. That's right. Lindsey Graham from my state, South Carolina. Yep. Lady, old Lady G. Uh, Lindsey Graham uh, is, uh, Lady G was his name on a a, a dating app, I believe. Uh, Was it really? uh, Lady G. Uh, Old Lady G uh, was, uh, is working at hard at work with known Vietnam stolen valor man, uh, Richard Senator Richard Blumenthal, Richard Blumenthal, two really just 
upstanding human beings, uh, have put forward, they've introduced legislation that would designate Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism. Now, which is good. <laughs> That'll fix it. I want to know what, what, um, like I didn't read the bill. I just saw that and I thought it was really funny. Uh, and I kind of want to know what their argument is because if their argument is they don't like that Russia looked at Ukraine and said, hey, there's some bad people in that government who are very corrupt and uh, they shouldn't be running the country the way that they're running the country. So let's go in and invade and instill our version of government in there. Lindsey Graham should really take a step back and think about what he's saying. <laughs> really? This is some. This is where if Lindsey Graham did some shadow work, we wouldn't have to right. worry about this. But this is this is basically, uh, you know, them saying, "Hey, they're doing what we do, making right. them the state <laughs> terrorism." Which, I mean, not necessarily wrong, but kind of ironic if you think about it. Right? I, kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. I, like they're not necessarily wrong, but it's kind of like of all the people to say that, Lindsey Graham, uh, or. Um, uh, well, I won't say that, but uh, he's he's McCain with a with a with a, a southern draw and a, a suspicious lisp, and he uh, and he uh, and he um, you know is also a big uh, you know supporter of the policies that led to the Arab Spring and the creation of ISIS and Al Qaeda and yeah and the Yemen the the genocide going on in Yemen that's being carried out by the Saudis and Al Qaeda. Under the sponsorship of the U.S. government, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I know you are, but what am I type of thing? <laughs> it's, I, that's it's, exactly uh, what I I read. Like, uh, I think it was the Washington Post. The Washington Post had the headline, and then like I read like the first two paragraphs, and I went, I don't really care what their re reasoning behind this is. It seems like what they're saying is what we do as a nation. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yep. Pretty much. It's, uh, it's, I, I support this 100% as long as they also designate the United States government a state sponsor of terrorism. Because it's only fair. It's only fair. It's only, it's only fair. If we do that, I'm not sure what would happen there, but you know what? Fair is fair. Actually, um, to, to be fair, because uh, as we know, the war on drugs just made drugs stronger. The war on poverty just increased poverty. The war on terrorism has made terrorism uh, stronger. So if we declare the United States government a uh, state <laughs> a state sponsor of terrorism, it would just really make the United States government stronger. Well, so what would happen is as soon as that happened, the CIA would airdrop a Toyota pickup truck with a machine gun on it to Lindsey Graham. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird clause <laughs> in that legislation. Um, so that is actually a good question. Are they doing this because they, they, they feel like Ukraine's doing too well against Russia. And so they want to start giving weapons to Russia to right. kind of keep it like they did with Iran they, and Iraq, where they would right, give to keep it even more and more weapons to Iran and Iraq to make sure it was a stalemate where millions died. Um, that'd be another example of state terror by the United States government, by the way. Um, yeah, that'll be very interesting to see. Now, thankfully we don't have to rely 
on worrying about uh, uh, Russia because we have a vibrant supply chain here in the United States. The interior of the United States is stronger than it's, it's ever been. And of course, the backbone, the very backbone of our internal infrastructure and supply chain is Amtrak. As we know from from Amtrak user Joe Biden, <laughs> from who countless makes up Joe story, Biden speeches, who literally makes up fake stories about his trips on Amtrak, even though there's no need to, because he everyone knows he uses Amtrak, so there was yeah. no, literally no reason for him to make up people that had already died, that supposedly said things that like there was there was no reason no. for it. But thankfully, again, that strong infrastructure of Amtrak is going stronger than ever. Right, Matt? I mean, you know, if you ask Joe Biden, Amtrak is still the backbone of America and the strongest industry out there. That's yes. massively subsidized by the federal government. Um, well, yeah. But now Amtrak is going on strike. Oh. Yeah. So U.S. freight railroad uh, railroad workers are close to striking um, over claims that grueling schedules and poor working conditions have been driving employees out of the industry over the past several years. While I thought what was driving employees out of the industry over the past several years was technology. But has Amtrak been keeping up with technology? Do we know that? Are they planes? Oh, you're saying, okay, just the being made obsolete. Yeah, uh, yeah. the only, but let's be clear about something. The only thing that is keeping Amtrak afloat at all is the Jones Act because it is yes. it is almost by an entire order of magnitude more efficient to ship it from one side of the country to the other using boats through the Panama Canal. Like that is almost always, if you're going from East Coast to West Coast, it is almost always better to do it by boat. And if you're going from, say, the Northeast to the Gulf of Mexico or Florida or something like that, it is absolutely much less expensive, except for the Jones Act, which makes it prohibitively expensive and is basically a form of subsidization. It's a soft or indirect subsidization of the uh, of the rail lines, which make it comparatively competitive because of subsidization for the rail lines and uh restrictions and regulations and taxes and fees for uh for the water and and air travel right so because of amtrak which is allegedly going to start striking tomorrow thursday the 15th um the association of american railroads estimates a shutdown could cost the economy more than two billion dollars a day now before I continue with what is said here, $2 billion a day is going to be shut down by Amtrak, who is highly touted by the president, who is talking about how we are in a strong economy and moving in the right direction with our 8.3 yeah. inflation because we're moving in the right direction. Did you see that video right of him? Did you see the video of him talking about that, by the way? That 8.3 inflation is proof that he's we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, that the Inflation Reduction Act worked, and it was it was 60 days, it was 45 days ago today that I signed the Inflation Reduction Act, and I'm proud to say that the inflation has moved down 0.2 percent, and we are heading wow. in the right direction. While 
this is not like this is not a joke. You can find this video online. While he is That's doing this video, while he's do- giving this speech in the Chiron at the bottom, it's showing the Dow just dropping. Just the yep. more he talked, it was just like bam, 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 and like it started out at like negative like eight hundred, and by the end of his speeches, at like negative twelve hundred. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. But so while he's out there talking about how great the economy is, and now his his favorite son, because we know it's not Hunter Amtrak, um, his favorite son Amtrak is going to shut down two billion dollars a day in the economy right before the twenty twenty two elections. They are going to try to push in more subsidy for them so fast, but the oh, yeah. unions have to agree to it. And Amtrak's seen record profits, and the workers are saying that they aren't getting paid enough on top of everything else. So it's whether or not they can reach a deal. Um, but the American Railroads estimate, Association of American Railroads estimate, uh, they said uh, could idle more than seven thousand trains daily and trigger retail product shortages, widespread manufacturing shutdowns, job losses, and disruptions to hundreds of thousands of passenger rail customers. So a lot of people may not remember this or know this. Um, I kind of forgot about it until I was reading articles on it. If you live in the Northern Virginia area and you ride the VRE, that's run by Amtrak. It is not going to be running starting tomorrow morning. So that means you're driving to work in D.C., with all the new drivers. So I would start now. Yeah, go ahead and head there now. And <laughs> yeah, you may as well just night before, gra- you know. grab an Airbnb and, and get there yeah. now. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the $2 billion a day is just the estimated loss of uh, of capital from, you know, lack of commerce, but that reduction in commerce, right. that doesn't begin to talk about like what Matt was saying, the strain on, on, uh, on, uh, traffic, the, uh, strain to the supply chain, $2 billion a day is a gross underestimation. You're probably looking at at least a trillion dollars in loss, uh, between now. And if it were to continue through to even February or March, if this goes through the holiday season, put it that way, there will be a trillion dollars in losses. It won't be yes. two billion a day it will be tens of billions of dollars a day if that happens and it will be a a right getting ready for election day people being told if you order something now you will not get it in time for christmas that's not happening uh that will be a direct result of an economy uh whose interior supply chain has been built on a heavily subsidized system where whereby a single strike by uh, workers who are saying, hey, why aren't we getting all these billions of dollars in subsidies too, uh, couldn't shut down the entire thing. And that's a direct result of government interference in a market, uh, in a true free market, uh, air, uh, uh, sea travel, which is, again, these things are far more uh, cost effective, especially sea travel, than uh, than rail when you remove the the regulations and taxes and fees and everything uh, that are all almost all from the Jones Act. Uh, this is yet another reason. It, wouldn't it be funny if this led him to have to temporarily suspend the Jones Act uh, in order to be able to allow more rail? That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He'll push for billions of dollars in subsidies, hundreds right. of billions of dollars. In oh, yeah. That yeah. You pay for. <laughs> 
Yeah, he he will not end the Jones Act because it would effectively shut down Amtrak. Um, Because Amtrak would just become commuter at that point. There would be no reason for it to exist. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening there. And once again, we can thank the government for centrally planning the backbone of our economy. When they make the backbone of something... And it's held together by steroid infusions and uh, and tape and uh, and fusion surgeries, and is still brittle and ready to break. That's not a good spine there, and that's what they've created with their terrible policies. And the only way to undo it is to undo their central planning. Um, speaking of which, uh, actually, I'm not sure this is a good segue for that. Well, thankfully, you can still buy a gun. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure a good segue to this. So uh, we I mean, now are going to yeah. have, uh, if, you're, if you're buying a gun, uh, you will be participating in what is essentially a de facto gun registry. It's true. Or gun well, owner registry anyway. Unless you pay cash. Unless you pay cash. Unless you pay cash. Um, so Visa, Amex, and MasterCard have all agreed to start separately categorizing sales at gun shops which many gun control advocates um, have been fighting for this. And they say that it will help better track suspicious surges of gun sales that could prelude to a mass shooting. Because we know that the people who commit mass shootings usually buy their guns legally. Um, And, And let's just put this aside for a second. Millions of transactions Every day, pretty Every much, day. there is no effective way to track that for threat. No, it's not. This is no, not going to track suspicious people, especially since they're going to be using, you know, cryptocurrency to buy 3D printed weapons or making them. So like that, this is not or they're going to be buying them from gun traffickers who are sponsored by the ATF. They're not going to get uh, they're not going to buy legally purchase a gun with a credit card. Uh, and and do so and give uh, law enforcement agencies enough time to then be able to track it against their what their mental health history, social media history. They're, that's not this isn't real. What this will do is target law abiding uh, gun owners uh, and, and have a registry to harass them with. That's all it's going to do. Yeah, that's that's exactly what this is going to do. And so with Visa. The adoption is. uh it is massively significant because they are what is it uh like one one third of the one half one third to one half of the number of cards that are out there are visa um are visa. yeah it's something like that i don't remember what the exact number is but they will um put pressure on the banks as the card issuers so visa you your bank of america's mastercard i know that but uh you're Let's say you take your MasterCard and you've saved up your money. You've saved up all of your dollars uh, that you've been able to save with the 8.3% inflation rate. And you're, like, <laughs> and you're like, yay, I finally can buy this AR-15 that I've had my eye on for a while because I have been yeah. fiscally conservative, which our government doesn't understand. And I'm going to buy something yeah. to protect my house from potential people who are looking for, you know, ways to make up that 8.3%. And now they're going to put pressure on the banks that are issuing these cards to adopt the standards as well. 
And so since Visa is acting as a middleman between the merchants and the banks, it will be up to the banks to decide whether they will allow sales at gun stores to happen on their issued cards. So you know how if you live in a state, I don't know if this is still the thing, I'm not sure, but if you live in a state uh, where marijuana is legal but it's federally illegal, credit card companies weren't accepting it, so you had to pay cash, that is what is going to happen. They will make it basically impossible to purchase a gun using a credit card, so you will have to use cash. Now comes the fun part is as Mayor Adams, New York City Mayor Adams said, when you buy an airline ticket or pay for your groceries, your credit card company has a special code for those retailers. It's just common sense that we have the same policies in place for gun and ammunition stores. Now, gun stores sell more than guns and ammunition. They sell safes. They sell protective equipment. They sell the 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 range protective uh, glasses thing. Yeah, the FLIR FLIR helmets, yeah. Yeah, they sell a lot of things that aren't guns. So if you go in and you purchase a gun safe and you are a responsible gun owner, it could get flagged as you are purchasing a couple of weapons and then you are being looked at. Pretty much, and the, the problem is all of this just encourages anyone who doesn't want to be tracked, which by the way, the vast majority of people who don't want to be tracked aren't criminals. They're just people who don't want to be tracked. Right. It also includes criminals. So a small minority of those people that don't want to be tracked are still going to be able to buy it in cash or buy it illegally uh, or, or whatever else. This does nothing to stop nope. anything. Other than people just being able to buy guns without the government tracking them. And by the way, I have to say it, New York City uh, uh, Mayor Eric Adams, longtime NYPD cop. When you talk about back the blue, you're talking about Eric Adams. You're talking about people who think the problem is that you have too much autonomy over your life and you haven't been given enough orders that you have to follow uh, under threat of immediate harm. That that's who you're talking about. That's 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 the vibe you're going with to own the libs. Stop yeah. doing that. So, so yeah, it, this is exact. Go Steve, ahead. Stephen Merritt asked uh, which cards, uh, and he said that I mush mouthed it, and I may have. I do that often. Uh, but right now it's Visa, Mastercard, and Amex. Uh, I saw that you said you mainly use Discover. I Discover was not on the list, but I don't know if they're far behind. So. They have just not included them because right. <laughs> they wanted everybody to switch to Discover. Discover paid for that article. I'm going to look that up. That's Discover card. Discover paid for the article to be written so everybody would switch to Discover. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't even true. It's just something that Discover <laughs> Discover made it up. So uh, even if you go in and uh, as Stephen Merritt said, they sell fishing gear. Yeah, they sell fishing gear there. They sell a lot of different things there. And all of it's just going to come in as a code, you know, your 0087321. And people are going to say, oh, look, he made this huge purchase at a gun store. All right, we need to look into this person. And if it's any of us, 
who are watching this, listening to this, listening to us, subscribing to this on Anchor at anchor.fm slash muddiedwater slash subscribe, they're going to say, hey, look at these posts. They want people to be free. They believe that uh, there really shouldn't be a government. They uh, have yellow and black in their profile. They, um, whatever else, you know, like what whatever other thing counts us as domestic terrorists now. And they're going to say, we need to go over there and we need to make sure that they are uh, following the law. And then they show up and Duncan limp you. Yep. I, I looked, I didn't see anything about discover. It didn't say that they don't, uh, but it didn't say that they do either. So you may find that the, the discover may lean into this. They may go discover card, fuck around and find out. Right. And if, if that happens, we, know, we know that discover card is now the official. I hope to God that's yeah, no, I know. I know. I want that. I want to be hired they by discover at if, their if marketing this... guy. <laughs> should fuck around and find out Just... it's a way of discovering i mean listen it's a it's a form of discovery it is a form of discovery form of discovery it's on brand it's on brand the kids like it there's a lot to do there there's a lot to go with that and the thing is you don't have to take it as a threat you can do it as like you know go on that camping trip you always wanted to go on let's find out together right uh, they probably have to change it to like fool around and find out, right? Because it's like, you know, for the kids. But, you know, you see the ads and the people are like, and it's like a, it's like a, a, a wink, wink thing, right? Like how the, how the people in Utah, they'll like, they'll, uh, they'll market to like the Mormons and they won't say, hey, Mormons, but they'll, it'll be obvious they're wearing the garments or something like that. They'll do a similar thing here. It'll be like, they'll say, hey, fool around and find out. And they'll show them camping, but like they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts, like just like little, Little things. little things where it's like, oh, I get, I we, get what's happening. They're here. camping like, just, in the middle of the like, woods, but they're back. staying in an igloo. Yeah. And it, like the person, it looks like they're a construction worker, but then you look and there's like cement on top of the bulldozer and like just, the, just like, you know, little, little subtle things that make people go, oh, I think I'm getting a Discover card. Glad I switched. Um, <laughs> Glad I switched to Discover. <laughs> Um, Dave Davis over on YouTube says University of Iowa fans have yellow and black in their profiles. And yes, that's true. That's why the FBI said that all University of Iowa fans are domestic terrorists. Um, I think they're the corn huskers. You know, it sounds domestic terroristy. So the that sounds NR- terrorist. Yeah. It does. Uh, so corn are you husking there? Right. Yeah. Why are you trying to husk corn? Um, husking corn. So the NRA, who you know is only doing this because it affects their the people that give them money. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um came out and said something. Lars de- uh Nope, no idea. Lars over at the <laughs> National Rifle Association. Lars oh Lars D. Lars D. Dulseed? Dulside? Dulseed. Lars over at the NRA said the industry's decision to create a firearm specific code is nothing more than a capitulation to anti-gun politicians and activists bent on eroding the rights of law abiding Americans one transaction at a time, which is weird because the NRA, it's true, but it's weird that the NRA is saying it because they have been bent on eroding the rights of law abiding Americans one lobbyist at a time. 
Yeah, one one executive order at a time. The thing is, Matt uh, Matt hit the nail on the head before he even gave the quote. This hurts them because the uh, NRA is not a gun rights group. They are a gun manufacturer lobby, and this hurts the big gun manufacturers. Right. This does not hurt. If this were a regulation on using Bitcoin or 3D printing or any of that, they would either be silent or they'd say, yes, this is what's needed to enforce the gun laws that are on the books, which they talk about all the time, by the way. The NRA constantly is saying, well, the problem is that they're not enforcing the current gun laws on the books. No, the problem is that there are gun laws on the books. Guys, yeah, that's that was, the problem there, Lars. That was uh, Wayne LaPierre that was saying that in front of a, Wayne LaPierre Wayne said LaPierre. that there, um, and uh, and I'm sure Lars agrees. Oh, Lars, Lars deal there. Uh, he, uh, but so yeah, they're going to be very mad about this, and they're right. That's 100 percent correct. This decision uh, capitulates to anti-gun politicians and activists bent on eroding the rights of law-abiding Americans one transaction at a time. Takes one to know one. So NRA still sucks. Lose them. Join GOA. Uh, join uh, National Gun Rights Association. Join Black Guns Matter. Join You Are the Power too. You know, we're not explicitly a gun rights group, but we certainly support that. Join other. Give your money to other people. Join Muddy Waters Media by going to Anchor.fm/MuddyWaters/Subscribe. The first ten bucks of your of your now saved NRA membership. Spend it right here. Spend it right here. Muddy Waters. We, we promise we will buy a weapon with it. We will. We'll buy a weapon. And we will <laughs> never, never support any infringement on your gun rights or those of anyone else. No, that's we our will never. We will, I think felons should be able to own guns. Yes. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell. I didn't ever get to tell you this. So we were. I was doing a panel. This was like a month ago now. Uh, I was doing a panel on gun rights. Uh, actually, it was two months ago now, and it was me and Maj Ture and a lady named uh, Gabby Hoffman. And it was hosted by Clint Russell. And we're sitting there and it's mostly MAGA hat people, mostly yeah. conservatives. There were even some cops there. And we're doing this panel. And, you know, uh, uh, Maj Ture is talking about how Nipsey Hussle, uh, the rapper back in 2018, how he was killed. And the reason he was killed was because neither he nor any of his crew were able to legally own weapons. So they were trying to stay on the up and up because they and they were all convicted felons. And so they didn't have weapons, even though they were on their own property. And one guy with a gun was able to go there and, and kill Nipsey and shoot at the rest of them. And no one could do anything because they didn't have any weapons. And I hear some grumbling in the crowd, right? Because I, I hear them going, well, you know, felons shouldn't be able to. So I said, OK, hold on. Let's let's clear the air for a second. Raise your hand if you think that the government should stop convicted felons from be able to control and stop convicted felons from being able to own uh, a firearm and let's say like violent crimes murder and and kidnapping and, and and assault they've done their time they're out but they should be able they shouldn't they sh- should never be able to legally own a firearm again and the people were being kind of shy but everyone was kind of raised. i said go ahead raise your hand if that's what you think a lot of people think that whatever and so most of the people had their hands raised i said okay Keep your hands raised if gun control works. And they all just immediately dropped it. And I said, there you go. So then you're, you're against your own policy. It's my favorite thing. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is awful. And it kind of goes to at what point, like these are private companies. There's nothing that you can really do. But at what point, there's not a lot of other credit card companies out there. Right. You're, you're not I mean you can get a chime card, yes, if you want. I shouldn't knock it. That's where 
we have. Um, but uh, <laughs> but you you can get like a chime card or whatever. But eventually, they're just going to try to make it where you have to pay cash for these things, and that's going to put a target on the back of every ammo gun store in the nation. Yep, yep. And it's going to become a hotbed for so many issues. It's going to become a hotbed for so many crimes, so many issues. And, and they're going to end up, uh, it's going to end up causing a ton of problems. And then again, your responsible gun owner who goes out and he buys a nice safe to keep all of his, to keep all of his uh, rifles and other, you know, his handguns, everything, right. just lock it up. Just door kicked in by the ATF. Yep. Dog yep. shot because ATF come in. Then they're just going to set everything on fire, and then they're going to say, "Well, he was using a fifty cal to fire at our helicopter." And yep. this is one of the well, scariest things that a private company can do. But they're only doing it because they know they'll get bailed out in the end when they start losing money. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, this is not a private action. This is the same thing as Facebook and Twitter and the rest of them censoring uh, wrong think on social media. It is being directed by government. It is politicians that are threatening them with actions. If they don't do this, they'll be held liable. And if they do do it, then they'll get subsidies and breaks and protections and all of that stuff. Now, uh, superfan Sarah Anderegg made a a good point here. This could be a huge boom to Dave Ramsey because he's been telling everyone not to get a credit card for years now for years. so here this is the this is dave's moment uh here this is the dave ramsey revolution you thought the ron paul revolution was something wait till you hear the <laughs> dave ramsey revolution where all the boog boys are out just canceling their credit cards and buying the cash unless unless discovery comes through this yeah, is discovery's moment this is discovery's this moment. moment we <laughs> discover discover. Discover. Disco- discover yeah discover it's the discovery if- channel's moment too if they really yeah, the, the Disney company. The Disney company. <laughs> yeah, but I'm betting Discovery Channel's like, yeah, go on out there, buy your AR-15s and your Glocks yes. and your <laughs> Walthers and everything else. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, where where we're at with everything there, like these private companies aren't doing things as private companies. They're being aided and abetted by the government. And that technically no longer makes them private companies. So when we say, well, they're a private company, they can do what they want. Yeah. If you're a private company, yes, you can do what you want. But when you start taking direction from the government for in exchange for uh, subsidies, kickbacks, whatever, you are no longer a private company and you are now just acting as an arm of the government. Yep, exactly. So. Yep, it's, yep. it is, this is what happens when you have the government involved in policy. They're doing things like this. It's absolutely terrible. The NRA is going to do nothing about this. Yep. They're going to piss and moan. And what actually what they're going to do is try to get people to give more money to the NRA, who will do absolutely nothing about this. Uh, And uh, the only thing that can be done here, and we've said it many times, is getting government out of this entirely. And the NFA, and whatever Ronald Reagan's uh, anti-gun bill was called, and this new safety, uh, whatever the bill they called it, that uh, was sponsored by the... 
safe communities at every single thing on the books, eliminate the charter for the existence of the ATF, and for that matter, the FBI uh, and the Department of Homeland Security. Get them out of it entirely. Government does not keep you safe. Government makes you less safe and makes you more susceptible to harm. Get them out of it entirely. But a good place to start is undoing one bill at a time, removing, or better yet, all of them at once, undoing government's mandates that clearly violate the Second Amendment and put the right of the people to keep and bear arms back with no exceptions whatsoever. That's it. Charlotte Ray Allen. And you're the next. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, not Charlotte. Sorry, Charlotte. Uh, thank you for watching. Sherry Conover Charlotte uh, said, does the NRA accept donations through Visa? And if the NRA was really going to stick to their guns, they would stop. Just accept it through Bitcoin. Yep. Uh, yep, yep, exactly. So here's another thing you can do to fight for freedom, and that is join us at anchor.fm slash moneywater slash subscribe. Now, what's going to happen if you do that? Well, you're going to get to tune into our next episode, our special episode uh, that's only for subscribers that comes out on Saturday. What's it going to be about? Oh, boy, are you going to be shocked to discover what it's about. You got to join. You got to join if you want to find out. We don't even tell you what it's about, but it's going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So we hope that you join us for that. And we also hope that you enjoyed this incredible live episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. And uh, we will hope to see you on Saturday uh, with the the coming, uh, the the next uh, subscriber only episode. Again, anchor.fm slash muddywater slash subscribe. But in the meantime, folks, we had a great time with you. We hope you enjoyed it as well. And if uh, we don't see you this weekend, then we'll see you next week. And we love you anyway. We love you more if you're a subscriber, but we love you anyway. And where we're going... We, I, man, hang on a second. I forgot how to do this part. Okay. Uh, I had to find where I'm supposed to click. We don't need roads. Right, and Spike Cohen.